strength It's a sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings There it is. Okay. Ah, uh, falling out super. Oh, that don't, level fuck over. <laughs> don't you wanna talk about Goku? That, All right. That's it. All right. Okay. Put him out of his misery. Uh, <laughs> hello. Welcome back to our episode of Balling Out. Super! Super! Everyone is fine. Everyone is fine. Katie Rose and Leon. Here's my hopefully hydrating co host, Alex Patak. H2. Whoa, whoa. Welcome back to the show. And Easy Rider, Easy Living, Lawson, Big Time Leon. That's what they say. Hey, Katie. Great to be here. Neighbor <laughs> of Bill de Blasio. Billionaire's and... Boys Club own Lawson Leon. <laughs> and Alex Patek, sort of. He's like, he's like right over there. Easy, easy rider, easy living. Easy living. Hey, fellas. That's what we say. My wife made a cake, and when I have coffee this afternoon, I'm going to have some. Ooh. It is one o'clock in the afternoon so how much more in the afternoon are you planning to get <laughs> when we do the bonus episode i will need to refuel like a jet plane and then i will I gotcha. have the coffee and a cake and it will be the highlight of my day quite possibly mm-hmm. sounds it i love a good coffee and cake What's that's a lie it? i don't drink coffee but cake is good <laughs> how was it a valentine's day cake morning it was a valentine's day cake from of her to her <laughs> He's oh, the one sad. who loves cake so much. I also really love cake. <laughs> Say, wait a minute. It seems like aren't you're... you married? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you did something for her. <laughs> it's a romantic co-op. We're all we're making and eating cake together. We made pasta. I'm not on trial here. <laughs> okay. All right, man. My relationship is acknowledged by the state and the church. Listen, no, I know you're a great husband year round, so you're not one of those people that have to scramble on the day of. But I'm just saying it's cute to do something cute on Valentine's Day. It don't need to be a big deal. Sometimes I'll wake her up in the morning if I I'll I'll, uh, kiss her on the head and I'll say it's a little slice of Valentine's Day every day. And that's sort of how I start the day. Uh, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's a little bliss. Like lying about the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start every day with a lie. <laughs> it's never like go Valentine's to bed day. angry and start every day with a blatant, <laughs> bold faced lie. Well, we have to keep things spicy. How Come do I spice now. up my relationship? Have you tried lying? <laughs> First it's thing a in the morning. Idea. <laughs> lie to them. And anyone can do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, except Abraham Lincoln. He can't do it. That's why he had a famously terrible marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he wasn't lying. He was just omitting that he was gay. (laughs) 
Right, yeah. He just failed to mention all the dicks in his mouth. He has that favorite. That's uh, why he couldn't tell a lie because of all the wieners in his mouth. mouth. It's lie prevention. That's all all you could sneak out through the sides. (laughs) Can't lie with a dick in your mouth, said my ex once. Gay men love trying to commit their wife to an insane asylum. They're (laughs) addicted to it. (laughs) Top five favorite things. I'm sorry. You get, what a, are we you talking get a about? child out of there and then return to sender. Top five anime betrayals. My gay, my gay <laughs> boyfriend sent me to an asylum. Abraham to marry Todd Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, uh, Sasuke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number five, Abraham Lincoln. Number four, Sasuke. Oh man, that really. Number three, me. Abraham Lincoln again. Put him back on. <laughs> He's that bad, folks. <laughs> He's constantly been what he did to the vampire. Wild list on Kotaku. (laughs) (laughs) He betrayed his wife and then the vampires. Um, I've been consuming an outrageous amount of horse material this week. Oh, for your uh, theater of delights. Theater of delights. The the vote has finally gone through. And I I thought you were like chewing on leather or something. Okay, you mean like you were? No, I don't mean that I am eating leather. I mean I'm watching movies about like consuming horse material is a different. He's just sitting watching anime with a feed bag on. (laughs) Yeah, really, just gnawing through. You're gonna Godfather somebody. I am so horse girl one. There was a vote for Theater of the Light season four. There was a vote on what the show would be. And it was pretty much a runoff between pedophile high school and the horse thing. And some people gave a lot of money for pedophile high school and they are mm-hmm. not happy about this one, I would assume. But uh, well, it's a quorum. That's it's how it goes. <laughs> you got to, I, I guess, do more on the ground um, politics next time. Get I, a coalition I am together. So happy the horse girl one. One, I'm very excited to see what you do with it. I would love to hear what kind of horse girl materials you are consuming. Okay, good, because I have a lot to say. Uh, number one is uh, there are one million TV shows about horses that I didn't know about. Until yeah, now. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a I did whole <clears throat> subgenre of weird, wholesome, almost Christian adjacent entertainment of like, oh, are they on those like with horse? Oh yeah, are there those specific channels like the ones like about the the really Christian channels? Is that we're no, talking I'm about? Just, like, or there's like a lot of like teen girls with horse drama, and then there's uh, like we're Canadian cowboys type. Yeah, Canadian, like, Canadian, yeah, yeah. Canada yeah, like, specifically has right. created many properties where the theme is like we as Canadians are committed to our rural industry and lives. And we all wear ten gallon hats. So you're you're watching that one that has like seventeen seasons. I take it. Heartland, like I, Heartland yeah, on I, Netflix. Heartland yeah. on Hulu. I okay, started yeah. watching that during the pandemic, and it's like there's just so much of that fucking show. And I think I've only got two seasons in, but there's how like, could you even scratch the surface? I'm not I even know. gonna get that far. Hmm. I do, yeah. I do love that the woman comes from quote unquote New York and there's a shot and I'm like, that's Toronto, bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we love our American pastimes. Are you e? Consuming any like 
weirdo 90s books because there was yes a lot. okay so this is the main thing i just finished one of these i found two horse books on the street like literally on the ground outside and um they follow different biographies of famous horses around the world and i've just consumed the 1938 biography of maestoso petra by maestoso petra himself the horse and he tells you about World War II and how afraid he was in Austria for the Nazi barbarians. Wait, it's, it's, all from, the, it's from the horse's point of view? It's from the horse's point of view. And he tells oh you about God. how much he likes oats. And then he explains the Anschluss to an <laughs> extensive degree. And he's like, Austria has always been proud of its borders. But under the militarization of the Rhine, I'm a horse. Um <laughs> Is this a and, sequel to War Horse or a prequel? To, oh my what was god! Was that movie that Steven Spielberg when I was a little kid? <laughs> Sorry, I would have eaten that shit with a spoon. I read any animal book when I was like, you know, in third grade. I would have been like, yeah. I'm learning. Also, this is historically accurate because I was like <laughs> such a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Removing your glasses, it's yeah. uh, trotting time, folks. <laughs> um, I'm learning the names of horse moves, like the pas okay. de deux. And but are you are you going into any of like the weird like I remember there being like the a babys- like a babysitter's club analog of horse girl books where it's like a group of girls at the stable the pony sitters club now available <laughs> on Netflix because I have watched five episodes of that wait, wait that's, that's a real, a real show wait, it's a real? show called the pony sitters club. <laughs> Wait, and it's about these right girls who are, it's kind of like entrepreneur-pilled because these girls like essentially have a pitch meeting the first episode to be like, we all love ponies, but I don't own any ponies. What if I took care of ponies? And then the parents well, are like, yeah. that's what Babysitter's Club was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like Christy's like, we are going to start a business where we are the monopolized babysitters of this extremely affluent uh, suburb. <laughs> so, One of the children is the social media manager and is like, that's hot right now. We got to juice that. That's hot right now. Put Gritty on a pony. <laughs> and it's really good. Uh, they have a boy who's obsessed with goats who's like just thrown into the mix and he has to hang out with all the girls. And it's like, Oh my God, look at goat boys here again. <laughs> it's called goat boy. Goat oh boys God. back. Oh, I mean, they're I all nice to him because it's the I children, hope but it's after goat boy. this deep yeah. dive into like girly horse culture. You just come out with a stallion and a, a I would like horse. to, I think I'm going to make enough money off this that I can have a stallion. <laughs> And the, They're pretty and easy city? to maintain in this city, thanks to Bill de Blasio, the former mayor who mm-hmm. ran on horse-based issues. He loves horses. In 2014, as we can all remember. Yeah, it was his main his main thing. His main thing this was is... like the Pony <laughs> Sitters Club is coming to New York. This is so <laughs> funny to me. I love this for you so much. Uh, there are two movies I want to talk about. One is 1994's Black Beauty. <gasps> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, it's Where the horse is Scottish during recess classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh no, the the breed in my mouth is terrible to taste. Yep. It whipped away all the apples that were there before. <laughs> yep. And then, like, the first half is just like literally a horse eating hay, and then the second half is just like twelve years a horse. It's just yeah. a horse. <laughs> Going through trials and tribulations. Yep. 
Oh my god. Uh, its yep. lover dies because it's ridden to death. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My booty is fucked up. It's really I can't hard that's to watch. like a book that they give to little girls. There's like. Uh. Hello, little girl. You're just filled with wonder. Here's Black Beauty, where a horse is tortured to death, or uh, <laughs> Secret Garden, which is about dying of uncurable disease. Oh yeah, God. Secret Garden. Well, I was. Uh, I remember my sister telling me about that. And I'm just I don't like, think I've heard of Secret Garden. What the fuck is? Why would you know about this? <laughs> I wasn't allowed into the garden. There was just so many like weird Victorian books that were given to little girls in the 90s that I really thought there was a chance that if my parents were to get sick, I was going to be sent into servitude. (laughs) I thought like my my dad had to get neck surgery and I'm like, oh, no, I got to learn how to scrub the floors for the mistress. (laughs) (laughs) She beats me unmerciful at night. My only political change, I think, in the last few years years is i'm convinced england is like the most evil country to have ever existed yeah, <laughs> yeah it's everything you learn is just like you started all of it this is all yeah. your fault pretty much yeah <laughs> even your horses hate you <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh there was oh okay so Black Beauty, though. So the track of Black Beauty is he's born a beautiful horse who everyone loves, and they name Beauty, and then eventually he's worn down to an unrecognizable shell of him former self, which is a good thing to teach girls about. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then the other one I saw, which was also a great time, but completely different on like the horse perspective, was Hidalgo, two thousand four. I don't know this one. Oh, no, you remember Hidalgo? One. No, no. Vigo Mortensen plays a Native American horse rider competing <laughs> throughout the no. Middle East. No. He's wearing Native American values. No, he's wearing Native American faces. No, he does oh. a ghost dance. Oh, 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 oh no! Like, I know Black Beauty. This is Squarely in the time period, I would have watched a movie like that. You know, I would have been in elementary school age. This is, I do. I do love a, 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 a white man really trying to capture the, the indigenous <laughs> the power essence. of acting. The essence. Yeah. <laughs> this Italian it's man so, can be Sue. He can be so anyone. He can be wild anyone. that the they power. still are doing that. <laughs> That's the power of the auteur is he can become anyone. But that's not the offensive part of the movie. The offensive part of the movie is the race is in Arabia's ocean of fire. And it's like all these princes racing Vigo Mortensen. And they have like magical hawks that attack you. And uh, (laughs) people are left to die in the sand. And there's like... It's like right after we invaded Iraq. So it's a lot of like, there's much we can teach these barbarian peoples oh my um, god and people uh, from sandy continents sure have a lot to learn from the wholesome americas <laughs> and our fast horses <laughs> who carried the the orders at wounded knee I, oh yeah, okay i'm just gonna so say what this. time period is it supposed to be it's supposed to be 18 like 75 or something how the fuck did he get over there <laughs> he rode he he's rode. really fast Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gotta say, Vigo Mortensen can ride, ride the bro. shit out of a horse, though. Well, yeah, so he's uh, good at it after he's the Vigo last race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
And he's if he's he rides a horse in most of his films. As he should. Like like 60% of them, I want to say. As he should. We're only yeah. doing horse realism. You're not like going into animated horses. Um no, I want to really tap into this culture. Okay. I think I know enough about animated horses at this point. Well, I was in a I was an original My Little Pony fan. I'm not talking about that new shit. I was, you know, when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. And the funniest None thing that about new, oh, yeah, fuck that, fuck no, that new I'm shit. not saying it's good or bad. It was a baby show and I happened to be a baby. Uh, <laughs> but the funniest thing about that one is the original one was just like, oh, we're in a magical land and we kidnapped a girl and we're little rainbow ponies and then they're like actually it's the 80s what if these fucking ponies went to high school and I just remember being very confused about an episode in which they all had to dress up about what they wanted to be when they grow up and one dressed as a fashion model and everybody laughed at the one dressed like a clown and she <laughs> ran away thinking they were laughing at her and I was like this is bullshit bring back the magic where's the fucking dragon I hate I this understand. shit <laughs> Mm-hmm, my heart mm-hmm. was broken as a baby and I was like I'm going back to play with my toys fuck this shit <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you were correct to think that the yeah. horse culture is brutal why did they just let the baby show stay the baby show right we don't need just, to just keep it simple I mean, <laughs> everything's gotta be fuckable to the market the 80s the was really like the beginning of that into the early 90s like you know, with the Alvin and the Chipmunks reboot, and they're like, "What if there were lady Chipmunks and they were Vava Boom?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you know, our audience are teenagers now. We gotta sell sex to the kids. That's the that's the new. Austin, that's the do new you director. have any horse insight? Well, I mean, As someone born and raised in Brooklyn, do you have any yeah, horse insight? Absolutely. I mean, I just am always amazed whenever I find out people that I know know stuff about My Little Pony. But then again, you know, I watch wrestling, so I guess I can't be. I just know. I mean, I literally know this stuff from when I was a baby. Like, this is, right, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. time period we're talking about. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, but I mean, yeah. But then, uh, I mean, what other? I mean, BoJack's a good show. I mean. <laughs> That's like the most uh, successful horse girl moment of all time. Of all time Hannah right? Watt was able to get a horse because of that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the horse girl. That's of the 21st century. The moment. If there ever was one. Alex, you good? (laughs) I was trying to include Lawson and then you take off your headphones. That is so fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I can't hear this hot take. It's going to burn my eardrums. I mean, so what year was Seabiscuit? With with the... (laughs) Like, how Um, how old am I supposed to feel? Because I I feel like... I feel like Seabiscuit was like 2012? 2002. Oh shit! It was twenty years ago. Sorry, my headphones weren't working. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Two thousand three. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. twenty is still still called twenty years ago. Sea biscuit. Jesus. The big twist being because, he blinded one eye. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just remember the main thing I remember was just like Quentin Tarantino talking about how what's his name was like making movies like Sea Biscuit, and then he wanted him to like be a badass again, <laughs> so he put him in that Death Proof movie. Uh. Elijah uh, Wood? Yes. Yeah, Toby Wood. Maguire? No, no. Toby Maguire's name? the one in Sea Biscuit. He's got a weird face. <laughs> Am I mixing these horse movies up? You it's must like, be because Kurt, I don't uh, think you're he horse was ignorance. In... 
I don't is know what unbearable to me. No, I'm thinking Kurt of Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. in uh, Death Proof. Yeah, it's Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. yeah. You talk yeah. about horses like you're from Brooklyn. Man, like, I, I don't want to exaggerate You know, Alex, here. I hate to tell you this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I my main I, experience of horses is being uh, stomped on them by fascists. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's experience with horses. Or walking That's what the all streets. the movies are about. <laughs> So walking in the street, sometimes you see a shit that's too big and you're like, somebody rode a horse here. <laughs> oh, then here's a question. <laughs> Are what, horses Katie? inherently fascist? No, inherently. no, 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 no. I couldn't even get it out I cannot laughing. platform this. I couldn't that's even do it. Horse- contextualize my little pony. I was going to make a joke and I just couldn't even... I couldn't make it. Okay, re- recontextualize my little pony. I know it's not fascists. true. You know that they're majestic little clompers, and they I just want to run in a circle. That's all they want to do. Whenever you let them free, that's all they're doing is just going in a big circle. Yeah. Have you watched the the classic Hollywood movie, The Red Pony, yet? That's a thing. There's like a whole like classic Hollywood section of just like. I'm a gruff cowboy, and I'm a little boy on the ranch. Here's my pony. Hope it doesn't die. <laughs> and then it does. Yeah. Is this a Western? Yeah. Can I just okay. add, as a cap on the Hidalgo discussion, that you're watching the movie, and you're like, because the, the tagline is like, based on the true story. And you're watching this, and you're like, no way is any of this a true story. And then what it turns out is the guy like who rides Hidalgo was just like, a liar in 1890 yeah. and there was no way to check anything back then yeah. so they were like you're the fastest man in arabia shit <laughs> and you're a white indian this is insane i think there was a lot of that going on is that people just think... take as fact in the like the early 90s where they're just like but, yeah definitely and a white yeah. man set them free because but if you think people... about it Essentially, exponentially lied back then, like when there was less. Oh, you could get away with so much lying. (laughs) Exponentially, there are more lies. You could just walk into a patent office and rob them as a teenager, and they like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, go three doors down for a week, and you're yeah, change your name and grow a mustache, and they'll (laughs) never find you. No, but if you think about it, though. What he essentially did was write a screenplay in 1890, and then it later became a movie, which is kind of just like what the industry is. So it's kind of a beautiful. Bunch of coked out liars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. I mean, that happened all the time in old Hollywood. There would be like those dudes who like pretended to know martial arts. <laughs> Shit, they would trick all of Hollywood. I mean, that was the whole. I mean, that's the whole plot of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, that's also Mr. true. Satan. Hey, it anime. Is. This is an anime podcast. And anime. There are horses in anime. I'm reading Attack on Titan for the horses. Um, <laughs> those poor horses get slaughtered in there. Are, those horses get, get jacked fucked. off, they dude. I feel fucked. worse for them than like the World War One horses. Oh my god, my partner's so excited that there's horses in that new Souls game that's coming out, and I'm like, you know that horse is gonna oh. die in a poison swamp. And he's like, no. <laughs> they can't stop making poison swamps. They're addicted. <laughs> okay, uh, do but you before get mounts we... in the other Dark Souls games? I've never no. played Dark Souls. No, no you no don't get horses. horses. You that's just why it's a big deal. Just huffing it. 
This is not the game episode. We are sorry, so for the game was episode. I wanted to know about the horses. <laughs> okay, well, there's other <laughs> important stuff we have to cover, like a new oh. email we've received from former president Donald J. Trump. Let's go. And then Goku, they feel very, very strongly about Boo. Wouldn't it be great if we got along with the androids? Okay, so this is a quick one, but I just need to get your feedback on it. Okay. Um, title of email, we have never done this before. From CPAC MAGA hat. Had sex? Got him. <laughs> Got him. Sorry. Continue, Alex. <laughs> no, they've never done this. For the first time ever, we released a CPAC edition MAGA hat. Only one, one in parentheses, of these hats exists. And President Trump even signed it for you, friend. And then it shows Wait, you the a, hat. It's, it's like hat? pretty slick. It's just like a baseball hat? I yeah, it's like, like a really can... tight MAGA hat, but it's signed by the like big man. Could... It easily says CPAC on it. More than one of those. Yeah. What's what's what makes it unique, Alex? Is that it's signed or that it's? Well, is they've never done this before. <laughs> Which part? Never. The signing of it or the? Well, or... I'm sure he's signed some, but they've never made a CPAC MAGA hat, and there's only one in the world. Is this their that attempt at being true. like hype beast? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're that's... based <laughs> Americans. <laughs> And for $25 contribution, we could, our name is in the running for this hat. Should we do it? I think so. I, you know, um, I, I'm really into investing, Mm. uh, with such things as beanie babies and NFTs. So I feel like this hat would be a great addition to my stock. It's kind of the logical continuation of that. I wait, I'll add one more thing. This is the end of the email. President Trump is really, all caps, excited about the CPAC edition MAGA hat. And I actually. Oh. And we know he'll be disappointed if a top patriot like you doesn't enter. So they're kind of blackmailing wow. us a little bit. They're like, Donald Trump's going to see if you don't give him $25 and he'll be disappointed. I just want to say that these emails are really shady, but I still get text messages from Bernie Sanders campaign like that are the same vibe where it's like, we're begging you on our knees, hands open, arms wide. Please give me money. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. For one chance only, we are producing a Bernie Sanders CPAC MAGA hat. This is your one opportunity Wait, to enter Wait, as a person. Actually, what, what the fuck <laughs> would be quite the dunk because you know that Donald Trump would be so mad about it. <laughs> it's sad. He's copying our hats. Right. Crazy Bernie trying to steal our great hat ideas. I simply must get a glass of water before we talk about Dragon Ball. I'll be right back. Okay, well, there's it, it, never been a better time to switch to our other important segment, uh, Marmalade Watch Play the Music. No! <laughs> I said no! That music is so baller, Alex. I love listening to that music. Every oh day. my god, it's a jam, man. It's That's my whole shit right there. Um, okay. So... The the first thing in this marmalade watch 
I just want to say I'm in a very good relationship because I got up to drink water and Matt's replaying the Witcher game and he knows that I'm very invested in a TV show and he's like, don't come in here. It's a major spoiler. I'm going to come in the here. Door. <laughs> Chris is getting railed. <laughs> oh, well, that I love. But, That'd be a great spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see a spoiler like that. Anyway, back here on Marmalade Watch. Oh, okay. You send us in words like marmalade, and we look them up to see what the word is. Because it's an anime podcast. So this... I I guarantee you, by 2023, this is just going to be Marmalade Watch Podcast. (laughs) It's our most successful segment. (laughs) People go nuts for it. Yeah. They, I think they just love sending words. I think that's really it. That's really the whole, if, the whole I mean, if thing. You look at, if you look at where this podcast comes from, it's like it's an anime show by, uh, by comedians going out to people who take anime very seriously. It's not like a really winning business idea. Marmalade Watch, you can play it in grocery stores. You can play it at CVS. Everybody has seen oh my words God. and wanted can to know what they are. Can we be CVS's? podcast you could reach out to cvs I, I would love to be the sound of cvs between that song that's like i love you always forever and then like <laughs> and like uh uh cheryl crow and then us hey <laughs> like, guys nyquil is less expensive if you get the kind without the brand name on it it's three dollars cheaper did you know that car is a noun? Hey, thanks for shopping at CBS. <laughs> I love you always, forever, near and far, always together. Today's <laughs> word is antihistamine. <laughs> um, okay, this email says, hey, ballers, for Marmalade Watch, I have two things for you. First, can you pronounce my name? And the, the name is spelled G-U-I-L-H-E-R-M-E. Can you put it in the chat? G-U-I-L-H-E-R. I'm saying it's just, it's gone. Okay, all right. Gurlami. I think it's Guillaume. Gurlami. I went to high school with somebody named Guillaume. I bet it's Guillaume. Yeah, or Guillermo. Guillermo? Guillermo. Jeremy. Or it could be Guillermo. I want to say... I want to say Gurlami, though. Jeremy. Hair to me. It's like it's like the the male, uh, like Juliana, but spelled with the G, like Italian style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the male version, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, Jul- so Jacques Julian. This came attached with a pronunciation of it. Can you play it? And you're not going to believe it, but it is... Guilherme. Guilherme. I was right! Yeah. yeah. AD is 100% correct. It was not You don't Guillaume. understand what a miracle this is. Alex remembers when I used to host an open mic and I had to read people's names off a page. Mm-hmm. Katie has mm-hmm. fought with names her entire life. Battled. You're joking, Flash. but yes, I have. She used to see Gary written on a piece of paper and guess Guillerme, and it was never right. <laughs> but today it is. Listen, it's all been leading today up to it me. all. The, it was all the, worth it. The 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 tube that goes from my eyes to my mouth does not work. <laughs> like, There's a tube there. The, the brain tube. The brain it's full of tubes. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Uh, and <laughs> so the rest of Jeremy. Half of it is how Portuguese people say Guilherme. And then secondly, do y'all know the difference between flotsam and jetsam? Because I know no. for some reason, long-time listener, Guilherme. Um, aren't they like the little tails on like protozoa or something? No. What? What is the flotsam again? I don't know what a jetsam is, but I... I, I you didn't even know what jetsam what is. You have the audacity no. to ask about flotsam. I know the jetsam. I, knew, I <laughs> knew what a flotsam was at one point in my life, but I can't remember what it is now. Well, we know they're two different things. Yeah. Well, do we though, Alex? Maybe that's the trick. Yeah. Maybe it's, this is like that fucking <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh episode with those goddamn liars. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, not license. You're talking about the the twins that did the flips. Yeah, we're talking about the okay. lying twins. Yeah, the parent paradox, the best guys ever. Fuck those guys. Okay. <laughs> they ruin every party they come to. You're like, oh my god, stop flipping over the fucking punch bowl and telling riddles. So I've got one of us only lies. Sorry. Shut <laughs> up! Get out of my house. Can we focus on Flotsam for one goddamn no! second? Yes, one. You can get to one second, Alex. Because there's two. We gotta look up two words. It's twice the time. Okay. I feel like this person cheated. Gary, okay. with your two words, go ahead, Alex. Uh, the word is Flotsam. We're on MiriamWebster.com/dictionary/Flotsam. Definition of Flotsam: floating wreckage of a ship or its cargo. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was something about floating, but it sounded too. What, on the what's nose? jetsam then? Is that shit ship jizz? Yeah, is that what <laughs> ships on. just fucking just fucking spray all over the ocean? I'm <laughs> gonna bet before I look it up that it's like fish chunks. I mean, it's fish cup. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tom can be in the Lawson's <laughs> coming to my side today, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> just a bunch of fish just having their way with the river. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking that, about. like salmon cum that happens during the like the spawning season. Oh yeah, yeah that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's all going upstream, baby. Let's go. Okay, this says the part of a ship, its equipment or cargo that is cast overboard to lighten the load in times of distress and that sinks or is wa- washed ashore. So it How is that different than flotsam? I think flotsam sounds uh, unintentional and jetsam sounds incredibly intentional and then also washes ashore. So you're like, you're yeah. like, look out there, there's some flotsam or then you're walking on the shore and it's like, looks like someone left us some jetsam. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait. They, I found do it. You, do you think when they spill the cargo overboard, they make the sound like they're... This is a big problem on Pokemon ships. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> They'll say their own name as they oh, do yeah, the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say that right. That makes yeah. Okay, this says at the bottom of the flotsam page uh, 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 that flotsam was anything from a shipwreck, and jetsam oh. and lagon were items thrown overboard to lighten a ship. So the intention uh, okay. is the difference. Katie nailed it's it. It's all about intent. Wow, I'm like really smart. I'm just Katie like, is the most intelligent woman. I'm just like the brains of balling out. I'm just like <laughs> fucking like, you know, can, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Like quite possibly. There should America's be a new sweetheart. show called Are You Smarter Than a Katie? And the answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be, <laughs> She's a dumb bitch. <laughs> that'd be a hit show. Play it at, play it at CVS on the big screen. <laughs> 
Welcome back to how you're smarter than Katie. I don't want to be negative here, but she's a dumb bitch. I'm Alex Um, Trebek. He's dead. (laughs) We brought him back to life. We brought him. I'm a skeleton, and they refuse to let me rest. Alex, we don't don't call women bitches anymore, Alex. Talking about being a... Sipping on that dumb bitch juice. Who's ready to talk about Dragon Ball Z? I am. I am. After Woo. this ad. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. What what do we have on who's sponsoring the show today? We actually have a few advertising purchases, so we gotta get through one, and this is a pretty big ad, Katie. A lot of us over at the show are pretty excited about this. Cool. Uh, just a quick reminder to our listeners, for $20, you can Venmo Ballin' Out Super, and we'll read your bullshit ad to all these fucking idiots who listen to this old hunk of junk. And you can send that to ballinoutsuper at gmail.com in nice little bullet points I can read. Um, this one is from Alex Worldwide Keller. Oh, Worldwide? Worldwide. Sup, fam? It says, here's an ad read for my damn podcast. And uh, he thinks the verbiage is right on the money. So here we go. Do you not live in New York City? No. No. <laughs> You've missed me with that one. Okay. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Two out of three. Ain't bad. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to listen to a podcast made by people not living in New York City or anywhere on the East Coast? Again, double no. <laughs> Those people are outside of my sphere of things. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to love Bored to Life, which is bored, like, you're bored, and then two is in the number two, and then life. It's Cleveland Podcore. That's, that's right. Like, that's like my hardcore breakdown while this is playing. That's dead on the money, Katie. That's yeah. right on. And it, what we're looking at is punk, hardcore, comedy, anime, wrestling, movies, gay shit, politics? All that bullshit plus all the inside jokes and dirt on people and things in Northeast Ohio that you'll understand only slightly less and whatever these coastal elites are blah, blah, blahing about, in quotes. I love that Worldwide's trying to cut on us in his advertisement. He's attacking <laughs> all of New York City. Yeah. <laughs> the Big Apple. I don't I don't appreciate that one bit. Oh, my word. My if monocle just popped here, off my face. <laughs> How dare you? I'm only elite in my own mind. Wait, okay, so there's in quotes after blah, blah, blahing about, ooh, the subway, der, da bodega, ma rent. That is, I gotta give it to him there. That is a God, fuck, we've been owned. God damn it. That is a lot of what we talk about. He doesn't talk about the horses, though. We talk about horses, too. Hi here. But I also would rather die than live in a I would rather (laughs) die than leave. Uh, Cleveland Podcore is strongest, and Bored to Life is Cleveland Podcore, and that's Worldwide. Worldwide? I will say I love Worldwide's band, and uh, I'm sure this podcast is very chaotic but fun, and I know he does very deep dives on anime, so you guys will probably love it. Check it out. 
I was on it once to talk about Jonathan. Ooh, what's his last name? Davis. <laughs> no. Good. Austin celebrity Moxley. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Moxelin. <laughs> no. He's from Ohio. Right? He is yeah. since yeah. he bred, man. But that's not what we're talking about. Witherspoon. <laughs> John Rosenberger. <laughs> no, that's just a guy oh, we know. Guy. <laughs> he did the Roadrunner song. What? By the modern lovers. Oh. Uh, be good. Be Jonathan. Um, Richmond. Young. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yes. What I said. I, said I was Richmond. on there once to talk about Jonathan Richmond. You're big Nailed Jonathan it. Richmond head. He's upset. It's podcore in Cleveland style to talk about him. Interesting. Mm. But he's mm-hmm. like Massachusetts as shit. Well, that's why I was invited on. That's my one big hook. I gotcha. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. guys, check out Board to Life. Worldwide. With the number two. Send them. Well, are we ready to talk about Dragon Ball Z now, maybe? Yes, now we're ready. Okay. And it's going to be filled a lot of time because this episode fucking sucked again. I actually liked it a lot better than last week's, but we'll get into it. Uh, The title of this episode is... Who is the world's greatest? The tournament preliminaries begin. Sort of. (laughs) Um, I must They didn't. Sorry. They didn't begin. I'll save my anger. It's more like a pre-pre-preliminary. Lawson is peaking how mad he's getting. Sorry, I'm sorry for the audio. Last week, everyone uh, went to the world tournament to sign the needed documents, greet Goku back from the dead, and make (laughs) observations. I have seen the documents. A bunch of Jerry's (laughs) release Goku into this mortal core. This week, they make it past the locker room. <laughs> um, damn the show. So we open up and there's a little blonde newscaster. One thing I do like about this plot line is you're getting some weird classic Dragon Ball tropes up in here. Like all the people and like dog folks and stuff in the crowd. You get a newscaster lady who's there to cover the world tournament. You know, it's a return to form. It's a big deal. They canceled the Olympics a few years in a row, and now we're doing the world tournament. And, you know, she's trying to interview Jeets and Piccolo, and they ignore her. And then, you know, she's like, okay, whatever. And then uh, Goku Krillin and, like, Goten and Trunks are walking over and um, I just need to confirm this with you guys. They're all laughing like they just took a huge bong rip for kind yeah. of a long time. I can confirm that, Katie. Uh, and they these these mother suckers sound like they just honked on a horn. They're literally just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. this is a weird Kai edit, I think, because they were like, getting dressed and then they're just walking it's just mid laughing and then she goes (laughs) up to them and she's like uh hey how far did you travel to get here and goku's like i'm from heaven and she's like oh that's like a really cute kayfabe gig like oh you're an angel i love your little prop and he's like it's not a prop everyone gets them when they die (laughs) and she's like and then pickles 
I do really appreciate this plot line that Piccolo is not fucking around and he just explodes her camera. He's reached a level of being Dennis Rodman until now (laughs) unprecedented in the show. When he sees a camera, it's exploding. He just he just hates the media and he's seen it. He's sad enough. He's breaking Uh, Benjamin. They're a bunch of liars. Go on. (laughs) They all live in New York City. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) I can't be trusted. <laughs> he, uh, this is skipping way ahead, but he blows up every camera in the stadium, and I'm like, <laughs> top tier shit. Uh, uh, so a monk leads everyone to the locker rooms, and you know everyone's putting on their geese and talking trash. Uh, Trunks is uh, mad that he has to fight little kids, and uh, meanwhile, Piccolo gets racially profiled. Yes. This was interesting. They came up to him. So the people work for the tournament, the health professionals, and you see this happen all the time in these segregated areas. They come up to Piccolo and they go, sir, you're looking mighty green around the gills. And then he's like, I'm from... Laos. This is what I look like. I am proud of who I am. I mean, to be fair, there doesn't seem to be any aliens there, but also there are dog people around, so what What the fuck? Like, There's where's no- the line? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. fucking do... Alright, so this is the episode with the punch machine later. One of the people punching the machine is a bear. There's <laughs> a smart bear in this smart Why are they bothering Piccolo? It's so rude. So fucked up. He does go, This is what my face is supposed to look like. And I felt that because I have resting sad face. And I've had to explain to people all the time. I'm like, Oh, I'm actually in a great mood. I just have, I just look upset all the time. <laughs> You're like the Piccolo yeah. of, of women in the workplace. That's me. <laughs> Yep. That's Katie exactly. I've always said that. Thanks, yeah. Alex. I do yeah. love Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Right. So um he gets racially profiled and then uh they the He Z also crew, this I think it's worth pointing out that like it looks like it upsets him more than things usually upset Piccolo. Yeah, yeah he was Oh, I'm sorry. He's usually pretty chill. Like he's usually everything rubs off his his cape. He meditates but... all day. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was getting in the zone. He was all focused, but then his eyes yeah. get big, and he's like, "What is this even?" I mean, he reacted appropriately to being racially profiled. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so it was just surprising from him that this is what got under his skin. To um, me, I guess. Sure, I don't under know if you guys skin. I don't know if you guys ever saw that skin. um red carpet interview with Rashida Jones, where this like e Hollywood reporter goes up to her and is like, "How did you get your tan?" And she's like. I'm brown, and that's what it felt like to me. I'm Quincy wow. Jones' daughter, is how. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Quincy. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I got it from Quince. <laughs> um, so then the Z crew uh, goes from the locker area and they enter the r- arena where. There's a montage of people flexing. Once again, there is someone who is just a like Thundercat type cat man. I'm like, why were you bothering Piccolo if this motherfucker's here? But whatever. <laughs> um, and they're flexing. And, you know, um, Krillin had made a comment at some point that is a good point where he's like, I kind of feel bad for these people because like we will literally 
murder them. So let's all just do our best to not murder them. And then uh, Vegeta's like, they're all weaklings. I do love the <laughs> theme of this episode of Piccolo and Vegeta just full on haterade, like That's just right. fully just hates everyone. And it's That's why that wild. same guy voices both of them. <laughs> But like so, is Piccolo, that telltale voice? <laughs> Piccolo is trying to keep kayfabe by breaking all the cameras. Vegeta is—he's a shooter. He's a real shooter. He doesn't—he doesn't go fuck about kayfabe. He's, he's a goon. <laughs> he's yeah. literally genocided planets before the yeah. integrity of the martial arts tournament is not important Something to him. No, I forgot about which, but is weirdly, um, I don't know. It's like the logic of. Dragon Ball is so frustrating that it's kind of cool that like the TV announcer for when the Cell games happened remembers all of them and mm-hmm. rolls up and is like, holy shit, I've been waiting for you guys to come back because you're the real heroes and you're so strong. And like ever since I saw you fight, everything else is bullshit. And I'm like, wow, this is like weirdly grounded for Dragon Ball. It was. Um, I love that. It was actually my favorite part of this episode. Was this guy. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, yes, fucking Amateur hour is over, bitch. <laughs> We're gonna see some real fights, not these jamokes. He even said, like, I know Hercule is he I'm like, I know Hercule didn't defeat Cell. I wasn't born yesterday. What? Mean Gene is a professional and he's like, I'm still gonna hype him up because that's my job. I'm here to do a job. But, it's my job, you know. that's my career. I've been hosting martial arts tournaments in this town for 60 years. You gotta get all the talent over. It's it's really like interesting how much like wrestling logic this tournament has, which is so funny because it's supposed to be real fighting. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and he points at Piccolo and he goes, "Hey, shoulder pads, don't blow up the ring." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did do that last time. I miss this guy. He's the he's always the menu announcer for all the Dragon Ball Z fighting games. He, he makes you feel yeah, at home. He settles you in. I also just love. How this episode really doubles down on how like brain dead Goku is. <laughs> Cause he's like, I like your cute Halo kid. And he's like, I'm dead as shit. And he's like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> My eyes have seen God. I mean, I would have thought of all the people. This one's a phase, this guy who literally has seen what these guys can do. Yeah. And the fact that Goku is back from the dead shouldn't be weird to him. <laughs> like, yeah, I did. I yeah. did think that. That that was a weird uh, line for him to draw. I think it's just too much for his reality to bear. Like his mind would shatter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he's Mr. a lib, and he's been triggered. Oh yeah, and you know he's like, I you know I'm not super religious, but I need to believe in a higher power, otherwise my reality shatters. And then it's like, whoa, it's there. It's just um, it's a little blue man on a planet. I need uh, to believe in a higher power, or I'll return to drinking. Oh my god. Thank oh, you for what? coming back to the World Martial Arts Tournament. <laughs> I don't, don't let me see my kids. <laughs> I remember you shoulder pads. You were here when you really knew how to throw it down. <laughs> that's why no one believed him because he was like, they're like, all right, man, you're relapsing. That's it fine. was four and three quarters in the dome. He <laughs> shot a baby out of his own throat last time I saw I remember the plane ride to hell. We were drawing dicks on Rob Van Dam's face. 
Randy Orton came in a bucket, <laughs> threw it on my face, and I could only say thank you. <laughs> Watson! That's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, okay, so then Mr. Satan <clears throat> then shows up and starts showboating. He's doing his best Ric Flair shit. He's like, I'm the best. I'm the motherfucking champion. Come and get it. You want this belt? You gotta take it from my gold dead hands. I'm Mr. Satan, world hero. Check it out, brother. And then uh, Krillin makes a comment that he says, uh, you know, death is a cure for stupidity. And I'm like, well, look at Goku. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, it's exactly. Not. It's not. Exactly. It actually yeah. means nothing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the announcer comes out. They're like, okay, so this is the prelim. There's 194 of you, and only 16 are going to get to the one on one tournament. Oh, and, uh, the kids get different rules and uh, because Mr. Satan's the world champion, he's automatically added. So you're competing to see who gets uh, in the 15 slots. And then the, the uh, we, we are going to do this with a punch machine, right. which is like kind of like a carnival game where you punch it and it says how hard you punch it. And the music's getting really hype. I would get really pissed if I went all the way to Satan City to be in their martial arts per- tournament, and they were like, "You lost at the video game outside." It's not even Satan City. They're it. like, they're like in a remote blood sport island. Like, yeah. you had to like charter a plane to get there. No <laughs> it's refunds. It's under the dragon in this motherfucker. It's, yeah, I don't care if you're the grappling king of Sudan. Get the hell out of here. Well, especially. <laughs> Because all these people are coming under the guise that this is a normal martial arts tournament, so they've been practicing, and they're like the judo champion of the world, and it's like, actually, we have a space genocide prince alien here, so you don't even get in the top a thousand. <laughs> like, It's really yeah. not fair for these other fighters, and I they're good it. guys. Krillin so, was right. These guys are fucked, yeah. You know, uh, then... The music's getting hype. They're going to have Mr. Satan go first. And, you know, he's holding up the belt. He's like, you got to take this from my cool dead hands. The camera loves me, baby. Everyone's taking pictures of him. Piccolo blows up all the cameras. He's like, enough of this shit. I can't stand it. Uh, (laughs) And that's when Mr. Satan punches the machine. And it says 137 points. Wowie zowie. That's so high. That's the highest it's ever been. And uh, the crowd cheers, and Videl's there, and she's like, that's my pop. And she waves at Gohan. He's here, too. Yeah. Everybody's cheering. It's obviously one of Videl's best days. I kind of wish, like, they ha- they like, would have told us, like, what's a normal person's pop? Like, 50? Because, like, we're, like, the standard that they said is Hercule, but, like... So they say, if he's the highest, uh, I would say, yeah, like, a normal person is probably, like, 50, 50. and then the guys expected to compete are probably going to be, like, 70. Is you know? it the same number as the punching bag machine, like, at arcades? Because I think I've I don't got, like, think pretty so. high on that. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> first of all, Alex, these are shows before. These people are sober, machines. Alex. Like, I yeah. think I could maybe get in there, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I could give it all, I give it all try, you know? Like, I don't, I don't think I could beat out. Krillin or anything, but, like... I'm no Saitama, but I think I can... You're, you're saying you, know. you could get murdered in the first round, I could though. get in the 
top 16, maybe, if, if it's all if it's the same numbers as the machine that's at bars. I mean, exactly. you do have hair, much like a lot of dudes in the peanut gallery that, like, after that go, like, he's an animal! Yeah, <laughs> and that is something I would say, too. And then, yeah. And then, um, uh, then there's this weird side conversation where Goku's like, is Tien here? And they're like, no, he literally said he would never see us again. And he goes, okay, why is this in here? (laughs) Yeah. Because we're not going to see Tien and all Tien fans are like, where's Tien? Yeah, nip those Tien questions in the bud. They gotta uh, ask the answer, you know? I respect Tien. He's like, I am cutting toxic people out of my life. He's <laughs> like, I gotta get away from you guys. You just befriended a planet genocider. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing um, good ever happens to him when he shows up for these. Everyone's in line for the punching machine, and they're listening to the scores, and Vegeta is just like so fucking annoyed. <laughs> He can't stand it. Then it's time for 18 to go up. Now, everyone's like, look at this hot, broad, hachi, machi. They keep yelling, sit on my face. And it's like, come on, everybody. You step on me, mommy. And then um, Krillin reminds her to not break the machine. And she's like, ugh, fine. And Uh she goes up and she just kind of flicks it. And it goes 774. And like, <laughs> Holy shit, it must be broken. I like, I love this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was Kr- kind of fun. And then Krillin was like, oh, you got to. I told you to fake it. And she's like, I don't know how. How am I supposed to pretend to be weak? <laughs> like, <laughs> And they yeah. have to bring, bring out another one. And then she just like taps it. So it goes 203 and they're mm-hmm. like, uh, and then they do a montage of all the Z boys, like literally like lightly touching it <laughs> so they can like not yeah. break it. Yeah. Which I, I genuinely enjoyed this montage of every, like, like Piccolo being embarrassed to just like lightly tap the machine. <laughs> yeah. It's a, they were all getting, holding back to get around 200. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, Vegeta shows up. He's like, "Fuck that!" And he just immediately explodes, he explodes it. <laughs> the machine. I laugh my fucking ass off. I think this is my it. this is my favorite part of the episode actually, because he just walks up and just stoically as fuck, just karate punch. Like he didn't punch it hard. He just basic punched it. Well, and they all could have done that, but they were like trying to like. Right. Pretend- <laughs> and then Vegeta just does not have. The- and a few of them hadn't gone yet too, which is like, Thanks, yeah, go hunt him gone. Yeah, they gotta go get another one from the back now pepsi Um, brand punch machines good thing no i'm glad we got more than one i told you something would happen yeah and (laughs) as they're watching gohan is like (laughs) typical and videl's like why aren't you freaking out right now Yeah, you should be like losing your whole shit yeah that man just blew up like a like a a mac truck and he's just like uh, right. Yeah, I'm sure she won't figure out he's in your crew, Gohan. I'm sure you won't loved... know that you're in the same crew and you run deep. Yeah, Gohan plays it off like, oh, I'm just, you know, the shock of it. I just hadn't re- realized it yet. Yeah, I and then... he just looked deep in Videl's eyes and just was like, I've seen some shit, Videl. 
Honestly, I wish he would at that point because, like, she really needs to, like, reset her expectations. Although her day already got ruined, right? Because it's like, she's like, my dad was the highest one in the world until now. And that man just blew it up. Yeah. Um, And also all these people got crazy high scores. And Gohan literally goes, whoa, <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, I told you it was going to be a roller coaster dating me, babe. Uh-huh. Um, Goku goes to Vegeta. It's like, let's watch our sons kill each other. And he's like, oh, fine. And they start walking. Fidel's like, look at these motherfuckers. They think they're so cool. And then, of course, Goku immediately walks up to him and goes, hi, I'm Goku. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes induce us to your friend Gohan is it a girl now I want to talk about I want to talk about this in depth please please this brings back a point that gets blown over in Dragon Ball all the time but original Dragon Ball Goku finds out about gender for the first time when he's like seven so I yeah I don't think he knows anything about gender. I think he right. only sees opponents. You he only sees I mean? opponents and knows <laughs> yeah. how to blast. Yeah. <laughs> There's allies. Yeah, people come in two forms, allies and opponents. Yeah. And so it. it's it's not that he is sliding Videl on appearance. It's literally like he like I think there's like hundreds of conversations where people are explaining people's gender to Goku on a regular basis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, even like, yeah. like Chi Chi has like, you know, like people who have trouble recognizing emotions. Like if they have like um, a more extreme spectrum experience, they'll have like emotion flashcards sometimes. So I think like Chi Chi is like, okay, first you ask and then, um, you know, there's different, exp- you know, like constantly having to explain. Right, she has people. like a calendar that she flips open. That's like fertile. Yeah. You know, so, so that he, he was, knows he was asking yeah. Gohan more as like that was like, a, oh, I remember you bringing this thing that exists up to me. Like it is might as well. He had yeah. been acting like, oh, Gohan, nice to meet your friend. Is this a computer? Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, Goku that, knows as many computer people as he knows women. Right. It is confusing. <laughs> he knows and more Namekians than he knows women. I was I about think. to say, like, not anymore. Namekians oh. are technically genderless. So, like, he exactly. just doesn't fucking know shit. You know? Right. And he even met a bunch of Namekians. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they established during the flight episodes that key is controlled through like focus and uh kind of like flexing like you can flex key um do you think for goku who is a sexually confused man who has produced two children that sometimes when he's trying to bust he'll start forming a kamehameha and the tip of his penis i don't <laughs> think he uh, knows sex i'll take my question off air <laughs> I, I'm I think he All I right. think he's done it accidentally, yes, because he just thinks it's another form of key. Yeah. Like I don't think he is sexual. Like I think either like yeah, like Chi Chi has told him it's a training exercise, or like she literally just like harvests it. And from then and then conversely, style. is there a way where he goes bones. to do the Kamehameha and then shoots just come out of his hands? 
that does not happen. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I, don't I still don't think even science. I don't I'll know anything about biology, there. but I don't think that's possible. I think maybe like the Namekians can do that with their green like like plant juice. They're sad, maybe. But like <laughs> the other thing is. Goku had to get with somebody at least as powerful as Chi Chi, right? Because any normal woman would have been like crippled by Destroyed. Goku. <laughs> That's by a, the fact that he could, yeah, I mean, his back yeah. muscles. Like, or, I always yeah. think about that, or like with Superman when he didn't know he was Superman, like he was like boning some lady in, in Smallville. You would just like literally tear her asunder. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be fucking horrifying. It's the plot of, of Mice and Men. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Alex. Is that oh. there's a migrant farm worker traveling with a Goku and it, and it I goes guess, terribly for California. The, and he, he gets to tend the rabbits. <laughs> so anyway, they walk away. Oh, also worth noting in this exchange is that then Krillin is really creepy. To oh, big, big surprise. Yeah, this is weird. Like, he, the Master Roshi training really comes out here where he's like, underage uh, jailbait tail. And Ooh, Gohan's like, Reddit's going to hear about this one. Yeah, yeah. he's like, please leave. Uh, yeah, he does, Krillin is what, like 30? He's got like a child of his own. And he's like, well, you bagged a cutie, Gohan. It's like, bro, you shouldn't be saying this. He's in high school. <laughs> yeah. you should yeah, not be it's really saying gross. that so now he, he asks if they're dating i do think it's weird that at this point gohan isn't just like yes we're dating well they <laughs> well, come on man i mean that's not they, they, they haven't done any dating stuff yeah he taught her I, how to fly i mean sure that's aladdin yeah, i don't level. know they haven't I'm had like, that discussion they're not facebook official or whatever. I hung I out know. with a lot of boys and played Super Smash Brothers. I had no illusion that we were dating. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. You got um, a time, time for Gohan to commit. <laughs> so, um, it's Valentine's and they walk, Day. They walk away and Fidel's like, how do you know them? And he's like, that's my dad. And she's like, you told me your dad was dead. And he's like, he is. He is dead. <laughs> and she, he has a halo. <laughs> the greatest conversation. <laughs> then, okay. So, uh, uh, first up uh, is the kids' tournament, and whoever wins the junior tournament gets a spar with Mr. Satan. And then Mr. Satan comes out and he does like a stupid Willy Wonka thing where he does a backflip and he hurts himself, and then he's like, JK, and everyone claps. And then a blimp comes out and they're like, we're going to premiere the Cell Games movie. And everyone's like, what the fuck? No. I totally didn't remember this ever happened. (laughs) This scene came out of nowhere to me. I was like, what? (laughs) It's a Cell Games movie where uh, it's like... um, kaiju uh you know it's like ultraman where everyone's in mascot costumes and it tells the story of the cell games of course where the z boys lose and mr satan saves the day and it's very funny because you know of course the z boys are pissed except for goku where he's like that's me (laughs) this is the best movie i've ever seen goku loves it he's all about this movie i know this was like like me watching the witcher (laughs) (laughs) I know this is like two decades earlier, but like this reminded me of that Game of Thrones scene when Arya watches the 
the play. Uh, the play. <laughs> yeah. was reminding me of. No, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the kids' locker room, Go Ten asks Kid Trunks. He's like, "Where are you gonna buy?" Uh, they're having a conversation about what they're going to buy when they're winning. And Goten says, I'm going to buy candy and toys because he's five years, years old. <laughs> and then Trunks is like, oh, that's baby shit. And then Goten astutely is like, well, you don't really need anything. Your family's the richest in the world. Right. And then Trunks is like, with crypto, the, the options have never been more available for everyday <laughs> consumers like us. And then... um. Some Cobra Kai motherfucker is like, let's show this baby what's up. And he goes to bully Trunks by like doing that move where you almost punch someone in the face. And Trunks, of course, doesn't flinch. And he's just like, all right, man, see you outside. (laughs) Have you seen Over the Top? Yeah. This looks just like the boy he arm wrestles at the bar and Over the Top. (laughs) Yes, a thousand But he's been, he got work in the Dragon Ball universe (laughs) to go intimidate Trunks. He's typecast. It's sad. I also, I love that Toriyama's like, fuck, we got this junior tournament. We need to get some heels in this junior tournament. (laughs) God damn, is this Trunks and Goten? We got to get some heels over here. need something to work with. Just do love too that Trunks is just like take a hike and take your fucking bullet with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like no, Trunks is awesome. The um the juxtaposition between Goten and Trunks is always great because like Trunks, you know, Goten's like a baby, and I kind of like that about him. He's like a literal child, and Trunks is yeah. just like everyone's bad influence friend whose parents are never home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also um, realized in this episode when they goes and brings up how rich Trunks' family is, and yeah. Trunks says like, "I don't know what I would do with the money." I'm like, "Oh, Trunks is Shane McMahon because yeah. he he'll never have the one thing. No matter all the money he'll have, he'll never get his dad's approval." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the only Lawson. thing he actually wants. <laughs> it doesn't you matter how Shane McMahon got released again. <laughs> like- yeah. Yeah, that actually had happened. Vegeta goes to Bulma. He's like, "How do we fire Trunks, <laughs> son? You're, he's your son." I was like, "Exactly." He's like, this is a corporation, right? We can fire him. She's like, "I don't think I could like kick him out of the family." He sucks because he's young. Um, I don't get these millennials. Yeah, always and, on their phone. Uh, you know, it's the tournament. Hooray! The juniors are gonna fight. Piccolo is like, this is a fucking circus. <laughs> and uh Yeah, Piccolo, he's mad old school. He's like, I remember when the tournaments were the real deal. We had real men out there. This no so press, gross. just a couple cement slabs on an abandoned island. <laughs> exactly. Vaguely Chinese coded Vaguely. martial arts schools. That's yeah. it. Uh, I was came from an egg inside a man. Whatever. <laughs> um, and I had the it. same rights as everyone else. Oh my god. <laughs> a Chinese vampire sometimes was a ruler and sometimes just a friend. Depends which movie you watched. There uh, was lore confusion. And there was a brown guy who needed to win for his village for some vague reason. But oh, then Goku would beat him guy. up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, there's he like a bunch of like. Vigo Mortensen is in one of the. 
Um, okay, so that's the end of the episode is that the juniors take stage and then the announcer's like, oh, okay, actually, they're going to fight next week. I swear to God, come back. <laughs> this announcer lied to us, and I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so mad. I was furious. He's like, finally, the tournament's going to start. And then I got to the end of the episode. And I'm like, you fucking lied to me. <laughs> Liar. Out of seven Dragon Balls, what are we rating reviewing this? Alex Patak. Katie, thank you again for having me. Uh, I am ready to watch the fighting now. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> that's that's enough. enough now. Dragon Ball, that's enough. Time for Dragon Ball fighting. <laughs> I give you two out of seven. Okay. Lawson. Three out of seven. Regina punching the thing. Actually, I I alone laughed out loud for like that was pretty cool when he punched the chase. So three. I'm gonna be a little controversial here. Um, in terms of filler, this is the only one I've enjoyed so far. Uh, I laughed multiple times at uh Goku just not knowing anything. The Z boys having to like pretend like they couldn't just murder everybody and being just like so fucking pissed about it. Videl getting her entire life ruined. Like it was, I was entertained for once. So I'm going to give it four out of six. And that's Not bad. that. Okay. Not bad. Okay. Email. <laughs> it's time for Dragon Give me some of that Dragon Today on Dragon Mail, we have a fantastic submission entitled Lawson's Bird Perch. The fuck? From listener Michael Kern. It says, excited for Lawson's Bird Perch segment. Here's a bird for Lawson to check out a shoe bill. Quick interjection. Lawson and I were talking about this yesterday. Does anyone remember a bird perch? No. No, I don't. I told you. I, I told probably, you she wouldn't remember Alex. I was assuming I, somebody must have said this, and this is no. just from nothing. <laughs> I don't know what it's from. I have no idea. We might, it might have been a joke you guys made when I wasn't here, even, but I don't remember. I don't it. remember it at all. No, we don't I, know I, what it's about. I, no one, if you could have heard the conversation me and Alex had yesterday, it was like, Literally, Alex was like, maybe Katie will know because we don't have any fucking idea. <laughs> I've been talking about birds. I don't remember him talking about birds. I remember no, me talking I... about birds. I mean, yeah, it probably was a riff that episode that you were talking about the bird game without me. You probably made a joke. That Guys, was a real peak for me. I remind <laughs> the listeners of the show that podcasting is done in a fugue state. I literally <laughs> do not remember probably 95% of the shit I say on here. And I, I don't want to speak for the two of you, but I think you can agree. That no, to be fair, I, I was like, Alex, there's no way Katie knows what the fuck this is I, for one, am <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> I, for one, am thrilled to discover that we've instituted a bird perch segment. What? So, what? Lawson Lawson learns even, about birds. Is- okay, so it's a shoe bill. Shoe what is this? cool. Are we They're dinosaur <laughs> birds, but like, what? What would Lawson? All right, so they sent guy? us a video of their sound. Mm, not, not particularly. 
<laughs> Which is the it, link for that one doesn't work, so I'll have to go find another one. Uh, is but it he, like that two minute sketch we did where we we were like, which metal bands sound like birds? Did you have Lawson on to do Lawson's bird perch? Is this person no. coming from that show? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. All right, well the shoe bill is in the chat. Please click on the shoe bill. <laughs> I know what the shoe bill looks like. It's yeah. a weirdo dinosaur Look at bird. The shoe yeah, bill. It looks weird. It looks. It so looks like it's, it's a, Muppet mode. It's a holdover of evolution, you know. <laughs> um. Shoe bill, cry. Oh, whoa! Okay. What the fuck? All right, I'm gonna send you this video of the of the so, cry. I don't. I don't think I need it because I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I uh, I will say, I, and again, this is not where this came from, but I guess I'll. Um, okay, so there's... this video I just sent you, Lawson. You had to go to minute to second. Oh, there's, an, oh, there's another video. Oh, yeah. I see. There's more so than one link. A... It's a it's a bird perch segment. <laughs> there's a D and D game I run where all the players are bird people, and my one player wanted to be a shoe bill. I think because she thought it was fucking funny, and it is. So maybe looking. this is from that. That seems. It's not from that because nobody knows that. <laughs> this isn't a game I stream. This is a private oh, game. Th- it's like a personal no, thing you do. No, this is a game I play. I don't know. Yeah, this is not. Is listener and fuck? audience member Michael Kern somehow no. inside your house? I don't think so. <laughs> the if ultimate you go to second 44, I'm so, Lawson. Oh, I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at 40. Here we go. Okay, yeah, listen to the sound. Isn't that awesome? It's so awesome. Why is it so weird? I'm going to rewind this. I mean, Pretty awesome, huh? Like I said, they're a holdover of evolution. Like, just like what nature's like, made a dinosaur. You get to keep it. <laughs> it sounds like there's a dodgeball in its How throat. big are these fucking things also? They're huge. It can grow up to five feet tall and has an eight foot wingspan. Jesus. Yeah, they're, they're freaky. Hey, oh, um, is this one? Okay, Al, did we talk about that bird game? I don't think we talked about that on the show, though. Yes, we, we, we talked did. about wingspan did before we, we I did got it. Wingspan on the show? Okay. All right. Are we I, talking about off air? I don't know. All right. This I'm has gonna, gotten out of hand. What do you I'm think of the bird? Bosh on this. Out of okay. wing. Out of wing. Just baby. tell Thank me how many the... birds out of seven you give this I just, bird. I just can't wait to be king. Um, seven out of seven. Starkbill is an amazing bird. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is a, one of the best birds I've it's ever seen. It's a top tier bird. Well, thanks for this. Email. Thank I guess. you. Or shoe bill. What I say? <laughs> shoe bill. For this segment that none of us remember making a joke about, and <laughs> oh, it's kind of freaking birch. me out. <laughs> First or second annual. <laughs> um, thank well, you. <laughs> you know what other telltale sound I hear is chugga, chugga, chugga. the plug train <laughs> chugging up the tracks. Lawson. Uh, Lawson Comedy Nine. Um, listen to Talking Naruto and Your Drunk DM wherever podcasts are found. YouTube.com slash Lawson Leong. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for now. Nice, Alex Patak. <laughs> Oh my, what a big week for me. Uh, I am performing tonight. There's no chance you will get this podcast episode. Yeah, why would you evening. mention that? But this <laughs> is not past. your only chance because this Friday at the Secret Loft at 8, we are having another paid protest fundraising for the Racial Justice Working Group, New York City DSA. I'm doing new material. 
hot off of the presses, folks. My old material disgusts me, and I've thrown it in the trash, and this is your chance to get in on this big night for not only you and me, but America herself. America. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes. It's going to be an Eventbrite link. Look for the Eventbrite link. Look look for Eventbrite link. (laughs) Look for Eventbrite link. Come to the show. You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose. I'm not doing anything. I don't know. Maybe if I can eventually get some money and move, I'll start a Twitch stream. But uh, I have no money. Hey, speaking of having no money, (laughs) check out patreon.com slash BOSpod. $5 a month. Yu-Gi-Oh! Wow. Thanks for being here. We talk about video games back there. You know it's good. Click clack. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. I will see you next week. Balling, Balling out. out. Super. Super. Super.